Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Our Notre Dame home game Saturday continues with WSBT Game Day. Live from Ivy Court Inn and Suites, here is your host, Evan Sharpley. And we're back. It's Notre Dame football season once again, and the Fighting Irish are just hours away from kicking off the 2017 season. In the newly renovated Notre Dame Stadium, Brian Kelly and the Irish are looking to bounce back from a 4-8 and eight season from a year ago. And first-year starting quarterback Brandon Winbush starts a new era in the house that Rockney built. Kickoff is set for 3.30 p.m., but for the next hour, I'm Evan Sharpley, and I'm your host, along with my producer, State Farm agent Tim Grau. And if this is your first time tuning in, the show is about setting the atmosphere, giving you a feel for the game day experience, talking with former players, and we discuss a little X's and O's as well. Today we have a Super Bowl champ who's here right now. we got a, a college football Hall of Famer and also a national champion. And if you're in the area, we'd love to see you. Stop by Ivy Court Inn and Suites. We've got live music going on, and we've got some barbecue on the way as well from Fisher's Tips and Chips. Tim, it's great to see you. Hey, Did you have a good off-season? I had a great off-season and stuff. And you, I'm telling you, I wish there was TV right now. You're made for TV. <laughs> I've got the face for radio. Evans, I'll well, dress we've up got, in a, we've, a jacket we've got, and everything. We've got a live feed going on over here. Oh, you know, we're looking well, pretty nobody, good. Nobody told me that. Well, my wife says I need to I need to dress a little bit better, so my, she's the one who dressed me today. If you my wife's tell. right outside here, and now she's going to find out, and she's going to say, i got to dress him better. But you know what? Is this the most anticipated home opening since maybe Brian Kelly took over for Charlie Weiss? Uh, yeah, pro- probably. Um, you know, I think with with how how the season went last year, there's a lot of question marks certainly um, with what with what Coach Kelly did and bringing in a, an entire new staff, uh, really a new strength and conditioning program. You have a lot of new faces across uh, certain areas. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think there's intrigue, maybe more than anything else, uh, but also you, you have quite a few guys who could be coaching for their jobs in essence. Oh, absolutely. I hear there's a lot of buzz. Big coaching staff changes. Uh, a lot of improvement. We're hearing a lot of good things. Simplified defense. Guys are in condition. So maybe that fourth quarter, you know, lull that we get that we... How many games last year did we lose by just a few Seven. points? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was unbelievable. So, you know, there might not be that much of a margin to turn it around. But in college football, there's always not very much of a margin for error, correct? True. Yeah, I mean, and, and if, it, you know, if, if you looked at 2012, which was a great season for Notre Dame, they won those close games. And, uh, you know, certainly there's something to be said to being challenged in the offseason. And um, yesterday, Sean Styers and I, we talked about that. You know, if, if your hardest months are in the offseason, if your hardest months are in um, January, February, March, and April, and then into the summer, too, and you get to fall camp um, and then into the season, you know, you're prepared physically, but you're prepared mentally to compete on every play, too. And um, it's one of those things. At, at this level, it's, it's compete for a play. Okay, now go do it again. Right. <laughs> and you have to do that for four quarters, and that was obviously, there was a huge disconnect last year, among other things, certainly, um, among other things in 2016 that were awry, and those issues were addressed in the offseason. Um, but now you have you know, somewhat of a, um, a fresh slate, um, I, I guess you could say. You've wiped clean um, maybe a number of the issues that you had last year or that could have been building up over a year or two, and uh, 
now you have to go out and play. <laughs> Talk is cheap at this point. Now we're here at Saturday. You got to go out and win, and then you got to go do that each week. Talk is cheap, but that's what we do. Is we talk, and we got a lot of great, a lot of great guests. So I won't call it it's cheap. Not, it's not cheap if it's experience. That's right. All right. It's valuable lineup. then. Yeah. Well, we were talking about having good off seasons and guys in shape, and we got we got a Super Bowl champ here. All right, always good looking. See, that's why I came to get a little motor, just a little feel good about myself before today's show. Good looking. He started with me, but then I couldn't. I, the champion, I can't. You know, so that's all you. Well, we we've got a former off, Notre Dame offensive lineman, Denver Bronco, Ryan Harris. Ryan, what's up, man? Not much, man. Hey, Evan, how you doing? Look at you in the suit, yeah. man. You like got, I said, you got I got the a... FM radio. I mean, this is the dream gig, man. The dream gig. Well, bring us up to speed. Um, post football now, what you got going on? I know uh, some awesome things in the works. Where are you set up right now, and, and what's going on for you on a weekly basis? Yeah, so uh, I'm living in Denver, Colorado. I do sports talk radio and television for the Denver Nuggets and Avalanche uh, flagship ship station there, Altitude Sports Radio. Uh, you can check out Ryan here at 68.com, kind of keep you updated. I'm, I'm where I'm at, where we're going, and then I'm here today because uh, I'm doing the post-game digital show All right. for Notre Dame football, and that'll be on und.com or uh, any of the Facebook live streams from uh, Notre Dame football and the like. So, continuing to move, man, doing some stuff post-game for the NFL as well, and staying and busy. Then trying huh? to be trying to be the best Evan Sharp that I can be, man. <laughs> hey, let me before this gets going here. Oh, I've got to get this thing here. So, Ryan, you've had as quarterbacks that you've helped protect Jay Cutler. Peyton Manning and Evan Sharpley. Yeah, is yeah. It, is that the Mount Rushmore minus one of a college co- or college or Do I, yeah, uh, pro I quarterbacks? I might, yeah, you, you probably count for your own Mount Rushmore. Little, Especially uh, the way he looks today. Right? Evan Sharpley monument. Fantastic. He's got right. the sports blazer, making us all feel bad. But uh, no, you know, this yeah. This pickup was five dollars right here. Nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. I like it. But uh, no, I've, I've been blessed, man. You know, uh, been of course been in the huddle with Evan Sharpley. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger as well, and. You know, the huddles I've been in have been fantastic. You know, Tim Tebow as well. So, I mean, I've really been able to see firsthand, you know, uh, you know, pocket presence, leadership, things like that. And I've played with some of the great ones. Ryan, uh, talk to us a little bit about your experience then here. You know, it's, yeah. you're, you're some years removed now. Campus looks totally different. What was your first impression of walking into the stadium today? Yeah, I mean, the stadium is fantastic. I don't know if you guys have been able to go in there yet, but it is absolutely unbelievable. They've also got these, these different clubs on either side now. Uh, the O'Neill uh, Hall Club is where we will be. Uh, so you were bumping last night um, in the club? No, no. Oh. I mean, like, the, the <laughs> club in the, uh, in the country club sense. I got you. Yeah, 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 I mean, they've got restaurants, and, and they got portable phone charges. It looks like that thing that lets you know, hey, your, your reservation's ready. And they're like, no, it's just to plug in your phone. We give you a cord and everything. I mean, it's amazing the experience you're going to get here. Wi-Fi now in the stadium, too. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's crazy. So uh, just really well done. You know, some of the seats are colored differently, and, and the sound is improved. So it's an amazing stadium. But, I mean, Evan, you know, playing here, you don't know what you have while you're here. It, it's such a fantastic experience. You're forced to, um, you know, be roommates or dorm mates with kids who don't play football, which is great because – when we win Super Bowl 50, I'm in, in I'm in San Francisco and one of the top, you know, uh, Silicon Valley. You know, uh, you go anywhere in the in the country in the NFL to play, and you got fantastic, high quality, high producing Notre Dame uh, graduates there. So uh, I really valued my time at Notre Dame. I, I became a better Muslim, became a better person, became a better student, and uh, I, I love coming back. And I love the university each more and more each and every time I come back. We're listening to the game day show from the porch of Ivy Corden and Suites. I'm Evan Sharpley along with Tim Growl. We've got a member of the 2015 Super Bowl champs and former Notre Dame player Ryan Harris, a teammate of mine. I want to stick with the stadium. Um, there's 
there's kind of both sides to it. What, what are your thoughts on the Jumbotron? Yay or nay? You like it? Absolutely. You got to do it. Listen, this is 2017 now. Okay. And it's high quality. You look really good up there. Hey, man. Yeah, I had, that's what they, that's actually what they did. They said, you're bringing Ryan Harrison. I said, well, I got to be high, high def. You know what I'm saying? Streaming at the 4K. Otherwise, it ain't going to look good. But, uh, you know, you got to get with the times. You know, I'm sure they got telephones in, in Notre Dame Stadium as well. And, and, you know, what do you want? Like some kind of telegraph machine in there? You got to get with the times, especially if you want to get with those recruits. It's so big to see yourself as a young player on a jumbotron. You know, it's amazing to see yourself. You know, you get to the NFL, you're kind of tired of it because usually if you're up there, either something really good's happening, you don't need to be looking there anyways, or something bad's happening, you really don't want to Probably look on there. the offensive line, right? Yeah, it's usually yeah. the bad side. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, for young kids, you know, you remember going to Purdue, they had all these different, you know, chants and stomps, and, and it's really a way to just usher in the new era of football. Look, everything is digital now. 90% of content's viewed and listened to digitally, and if you don't have some kind of jumbotron in addition to an electronic board in the stadium, you're just behind the times, and recruits see that. And pipe, pipe that crowd noise in, right? Oh, of course. I mean, never. <laughs> never. Never. Hey, Ryan, we love memories and stories here. Let's go back to 2005, the big USC game. Let's not talk about the end. Oh, Let's man. talk about going in, because you guys racked up a lot of points and a lot of yards that hadn't been racked up against them. But going into that game, you know, your thoughts... I can only imagine the end of that game if there was a jumbotron. Can you imagine the riot that would have taken place if they showed oh, all that on man. there? But in any case, yeah, the refs would the refs would have made the right call. Right. The refs would have made the right call. <laughs> what's the, what's your memories from going into that game? Well, it's funny because uh, Frosty Rucker, who I later played against in the NFL, he was he was screaming on the way up in the tunnel, Simbad, Simbad, <laughs> trying to yell at me because we knew we were going against each other. And then we ran the ball in. You know, Brady Queen followed me into the end zone. Two and a half minutes left, and I'm screaming in his face. You know, Simbad's here, Simbad's here. And, you know, he didn't want to talk to me then, but. Uh, he chirped yeah. a lot. He chirped a oh, lot. He was, a, he was a lot of talking. And then we grew the grass out, too, yep, that yep, week. Yep, and we right. came out there like, and like, there's no way we can run yeah, on this. Yeah, no one could play football <laughs> on it. But, uh, you know, it was it was such an experience, that, that USC game. You know, I'll never forget, Evan, you remember coming down that tunnel for the pep rally, and it was just like half of the stadium was full. And uh, I don't think any of us were ready for that. It was one of those moments in, in Notre Dame history, though, that, You'll remember forever, and you know after we scored the touchdown, I was starting to plan the evening. You know, I was like, "Hey guys, we're, we're, we're going to go to the national championship. We just, uh, ha, you know, we just won this game, and uh, you know the four, the faded fourth and nine, and you see where we're at now." Too, too bad they didn't have, uh, if they would have had the clubs then, you know, up in the stadium, we yeah. would have been able to go there afterwards. Yeah, yeah, rela- well, they wouldn't have let us up there. Oh, of course yeah, you got to be, a, you know, upper tier. You got to have your name on seats and stuff, which is great, which is great. But, well, uh, you know. Well, post game, right? You, are you hosting? You have guests on your show? Yeah, um, you know, so Jack Nolan and I will be uh, hosting from the from the South Hall there at the stadium okay. uh, 10 minutes after the game. So stream it on your phone, und.com, or find it at the Facebook Live for Notre Dame football and other Notre Dame athletic sites. And, uh, Catch us, and, and we'll be there. Um, aside from Jumbo, I know we're talking a lot of stadium. Did you get a chance to see a uh, locker room update? You know, we were in there yesterday in the, the fantastically renovated Pete Chivarelli Lounge, the original okay. 68. Yeah. And uh, uh, amazing, but they wouldn't let us see the locker. They want the first time the locker rooms to be seen to be seen by the uh, to the uh, <laughs> The, the athletes so um, you know good for that but you know I got to bring some friends who are in town and have them hit the signs and, and go down to the field so it's amazing you know everything changes around Notre Dame Stadium but that hallway down mm-hmm. into the field has never changed and mm-hmm. you got to love that about Notre Dame football so let's get your prediction what's yeah. going to happen today and what should we be looking for on the offensive line too well the offensive line is going to it's going to be a big day man this is going to be the beginning of one of the most experienced and probably one of the most talented fronts in all of college football Mike McGlinchey coming back you know Quentin Nelson Mike McGlinchey the sec 20 
22nd uh, multi-time captain in Notre Dame football history, so that's a rarity. Let you know how well he's playing. Uh, you know, Sam, I, I always get his name wrong, Mustafer. Yeah. Mustafer, yeah, there we go. He's uh, he's coming back after 12 starts last season. So you've got an experienced group, and as Evan knows, if you've got an experienced offensive line, you've got a good offensive line. And uh, also look for a big game from Equinemius St. Brown. I mean, it's going to be – they got a great secondary, the, the Temple Owls, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I really believe – that uh, with 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 Coach Kelly staying, there's a lot more continuity, a lot more confidence, and, and this defense gets after the ball. You know, they set a record for freshmen in the secondary in tackles last season. So look for them to only improve because with each tackle, you get a, a tremendous experience. So it's going to be a great game. I got Notre Dame winning 24 to seven. Awesome. Well, Ryan, right before I let you go, website one more time where people can check you out. Yep, RyanHarris68.com. Check me out. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Have good a day. good one. This is WSBT's Game Day, live from the porch of the Ivy Court Inn and Suites. To get reservations for your out-of-town guests or book your own getaway, call Ivy Court at 277-6500. We will be right back with two-time consensus All-American Bob Crable on Michiana Sports Leader 96.1 FM, WSBT. The home of the on-time guarantee or your service call is free. Don't wait until your furnace leaves you in the cold to replace it. Let the Daikin Comfort Pros of Legacy Heating and Air install a brand new furnace for as little as $55 a month. Act today for the air intelligence of Daikin and receive a smart thermostat that you can control from your phone. Legacy Heating and Air, Michiana's Daikin Comfort Pro. Legacy Heating and Air, the home of the on-time guarantee or your service call is free. Turn your backyard into an oasis with a little help from Kurt Outdoor Living. Kurt Outdoor Living offers planning services to literally map out your backyard makeover. Does it include an outdoor kitchen with a grand fireplace, a pergola covering a fire pit sitting area, coordinating mulch and stone, or maybe it's just the best grill or smoker on the market? Plan for this season's backyard barbecues today with Kurt Outdoor Living, 2129 West Wilden Avenue in Goshen, helping you transform your backyard into a dream come true. KurtOutdoorLiving.com. Dave Ramsey here. When it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, there's only one company I trust, Zolman's Tire. These guys do it all. I'm talking oil changes, brakes, alignments, tune-ups, and a wide selection of Michelin tires. Zolman also offers a price match guarantee on all tires, including Michelin tires. Voted favorite auto repair 14 years in a row, Zolman's Tire and Auto Care. Mention me, Dave Ramsey, and save $60 on their fluid flush combo. Visit ZolmanTire.com for details. So his heart is pumping right now. It's up. It's blocked. It's blocked. And Notre Dame. They're still show one second on that clock. And that was Rob, Bob Crable came up right over the middle and made the block. And Dan Devine and Bedlam is loose. The fans are on the field here, George. Literally, uh, when the ball was snapped, um, you know, I came up, I stepped on the center because he was staying down, stepped on the center, and as the guards kept, took care of things over the top, it kind of lifted me up a little bit. It- The Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley is brought to you by Budweiser and United Beverage, Carmela's at McCree's, and Creative Colors International. Welcome back. We're live at Ivy Court Inn and Suites on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. And uh, right now we're joined by two-time consensus All-American Fighting Irish linebacker Bob Crable. Bob, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, Evan. Thanks for having me. Uh, we, we love having you here. Congratulations, College Football Hall of Famer. Talk to us a little bit about that experience. 
Um, well, the experience hasn't occurred yet. <laughs> you know, that, that takes place in December. Okay. But, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, the, the whole nomination or the, uh, the, the, the election process, I guess, is, um, you know, it, it's been great because I've been in a position where the guys who I've played with, the guys that are part of it, you know, are are the guys that I've contacted. I've guys that have contacted me. So it's been uh, it's been great to catch up with everyone again. Well, we just we just talked to Ryan Harris, and uh, we like to get perspective from players coming back to campus. Um, thoughts of the stadium. What's going on with the campus crossroads wow. project? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, what do you say? I mean, it, it, you're talking about, and I just found out that's 800,000 square feet that they built. You know, that's uh, that's a small city, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, to to look at that, and we were able to be in the stadium last night. Um, you know, you see it from afar. Being down in the field will be interesting today. Can, can you can you imagine playing on that field? I mean, I, I was I'm ten years removed now, and I walk in there. I'm like, man, I, do you think I could petition the NCA for a little more eligibility? You know what, though, <laughs> you know when when you play, you know you're down there, and it's you're in your own world down mm-hmm. there. So you know, I yeah, I'll tell you what, the, the worst place I ever played was Tennessee. It was it it, it seemed like they had a hundred thousand people straight up. Straight up, it was pretty intimidating but um but but that the the uh the stadium here is beautiful they've done a great job with it and to be able to to put classrooms in there and be able to include the entire student body you know hopefully it's uh it makes it part of uh of something special for for everyone on campus i'm I'm very interested to to see um i guess or hear how loud the stadium is going to be you know whether it's it's the facade being a little higher, holding some more of the noise in, the jumbotron, yes. piping some of that music in. Um, interesting. The the reputation for opposing teams coming out of being a hostile environment, no, but it, it could so. it could become that um, certainly with some of these improvements and updates. You're going to have to get a uh, an entirely different uh, mentality for for tailgating. <laughs> um, you got to get some people uh, rocked up. They get after a little bit. Absolutely, <laughs> but you know what? It's a great place to be. I yeah. mean, it's a great place to play a game. It's a great place to to watch a game, and uh, you know, I love it. This is WSBT's Game Day. We're talking with former two-time consensus All-American fighting Irish linebacker Bob Crable. Hey, Bob, let's go back to your days uh, uh, playing and stuff. You played in defense, and I'm not sure how you practiced. You played with two coaches, whether you practiced number one defense, number one offense. But on the offense, you played against people like Greg Bell, Mark Bavaro, Larry Moriarty, Tom Thayer. Alan Pink and everything. Absolutely. So how did that did that work in making you a better player? I mean, going against some all-stars, and you were an all-star, it had to make you a better player, I would guess. Well, that was a big part of it. You know, but but I, I was always, um, my, my dad was in a position where he uh, he put some high expectations on, on all of his kids. You know, we had seven, there, there were seven of, of us, so, um, you know, he had his work cut out for him. But when, when... When I came here, you know, it was, first of all, it was about survival. You know, I, I was a freshman coming in, and literally, you know, I'm playing against guys like Dave Huffman and uh, and Rob Martinovich and, and Tim Foley. And wow. So you're, you're trying to survive that part of it. Um, and as a freshman, I was a scout team player. So I took advantage of being in a position where I am going against the number ones. And if you're going against the number ones... You know, at Notre Dame, you're going to get better. Sure. And uh, like I said, I got mauled a few times, but um, <laughs> it, it was a uh, that was a great experience for me. 
and then going in and using that as a uh, as an opportunity you know even as a first team player playing against you know some of the scout team kids uh, you know what? If they came to hit me, I hit them. Where'd you develop your kick blocking skills? Since that's, that's all uh, over YouTube, man. I can yeah. pull up kick blocking by Cravel. Kick block by Cravel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was really. Can sim- we get a demonstration no, here on Tim? No, 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 no. What happened was uh, uh, um, Kurt Becker, who was one of the guards, came up and, and talked to the center, who was Mike Turgaback, who actually I found out coached here after you know after that that he was in the NFL for a few years, but. Um, um, he said, "Keep your ass down, and we'll take care of everything over the top." <laughs> and I, you know, in my mind, I just thought, "Hey, if he's going to stay down, let's try it." You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I don't right. make it. So, um, stepped on him. They, the guards, literally came in and, and lifted me up a little bit, and everything was out. And uh, like I said, when I when I landed, it was uh, it hurt. <laughs> I promise you that. Well, this is Evan and Tim continuing the Notre Dame conversation outside Ivy Court in and suites with former Notre Dame and NFL linebacker Bob Crable. Bob, I'm interested to get your take um, on, on the current state of the Irish program coming off a of 4-8 and eight season, uh, kind of your expectations and what you would expect from, um, from Brian Kelly and the Irish bouncing back. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to compare it to. I'm going to compare it to my sophomore year, which is 1979. We went 7-4, we went and four, didn't go to a bowl game. We're in a situation where... Uh, um, guys were guys were disappointed in that year. Guys were, were pretty angry about it. And when we came back, that offseason was a pretty intense offseason. Uh, we came back the next year, and, um, you know, we wind up um, needing a Harry Oliver to kick a 51-yard field goal, you know, to get us started. And all of a sudden, we're rolling. We tie Georgia Tech down there. Um, you know, we were we were number two in the country. Number, I'm sorry, we were number four in the country. Okay, we we tied Georgia Tech, get knocked down to eight, I think it was, beat Alabama, and you know things just rolled. You know, we had a chance. Obviously, we lost in the the uh, the, the Sugar Bowl to Georgia that year, but um, that we should have beat them as well. <laughs> was that so, Herschel Walker's team? That was Herschel Walker. So he uh, great player, great player, but. Um, yeah, we, we should have taken that one. We won't go there. Well, Brian Kelly made some sweeping changes in the offseason, yes, yes. and you spoke of that, that, that difficult offseason, and one, one area was the strength and conditioning program yep. this offseason here. Um, if you could speak a little bit to your experience of, you know, what, what that offseason was like, maybe what that developed, and, and how, you know, or what Irish fans could, um, I guess, if they could put themselves in some of these players' shoes here going through January and February and March then into right. the summer. And, and even with all the strength and conditioning, all the things that go on, the things that went on with us as well as the things that, are go- that have gone on with them, the, you know, the, the, I believe that the most important aspect of it is attitude. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a chip on your shoulder. You've got to be, you got to be angry. And if these guys go out and play, um, you know, with that chip on their shoulder, I think that uh, I know they've got the ability to be able to, to, to you know, I say uh, run the table, but and with this schedule, it seems kind of, yeah. kind of rough. But you know what? Um, 
Hey, the Blessed Mother works in strange <laughs> ways, my friend. Well, the, the you know the season's going to kick off here at 3.30 this afternoon. Notre Dame has a great linebacking crew. Have you seen much from them? They've got Niles Morgan, Greer Martini, uh, Drew Tranquil, who's playing the rover position, Asmar Bilal. They have some you know they have some great depth, some great athletes. Have you seen much from them at all by chance? I, I have not watched them. I was out. Today's in, the debut, then. Absolutely. <laughs> For me, it is, yes. And you know what? That's all that matters. You know, I, I, I've always told people, hey, we can go through practice all week. You can be the greatest, you know, practice player there is. It's what you but, do on Saturdays. But it's when you come, when it's time to play, when you put this, when you strap that helmet on, it's ready to go. Well, do you have do you have a prediction for us? What's the, what's the feel from from your end right now on how this game goes against Temple? Oh, I, I you know, I. I am a little bit hesitant, okay? I, as a co- as a former four, coach. Four and, eight, four and eight will do that, right? Yeah, exactly. But as a former coach, you know what? People would say, hey, hey, what do you predict? Uh, you know, I predict pain. I like pain. That's what we like. We haven't heard that. How's that? How's that? Never heard that one before. No, no, no. Sure was, that, was that like the pain you felt when you blocked the kick? That, <laughs> that kind ho- of pain? Hopefully on The other way around, hopefully right? Hopefully it's inflicted. Well, Bob, we get you, if, if we get you in the um, locker room today, what would be your message? Message to this team um, before this 2017 starts. Play together. You know what? It's this is football is the ultimate team game. Okay, and and if guys are going out there, they've got individual responsibilities, but they're in a position where if if they do the things that they're supposed to do, and they uh, they listen to their coaches, and they play with some intensity, I think they're going to have a good good day and hopefully a good year. Bob, we appreciate you taking some time today. Make sure you grab some barbecue from Fisher's Tips and Chips over there. Again, congratulations it. on the Hall of Fame, and uh, enjoy this beautiful day today. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Bob. I appreciate it. Thanks, it. Speaking of Fisher's Tips and Chips, the food is on right now. So check out their new location next to the State Line, State Line Dairy Queen in Niles. Free food for the first 150 fans today during the show. Maybe we better put that down a little bit because once Evan gets to it, we won't be able to serve 100 people today or something. So we'll be right back on game day at Ivy Court and his suites. 50 years old. The Sugar Bowl trophy. Not yet the MacArthur Bowl. 400 ounces of silver. Sugar Bowl committee will award the important trophy. Camp is era, era. his mother down here to see the game in person. May I have your attention please? This is Tim McCarthy for the Indiana State Police. You are listening to WSBT, your radio home for Notre Dame football. Welcome back to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Irish Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. We're on the porch outside of the Ivy Court in Suites on this beautiful Saturday. With and a live not, show. That's it's right. a live show, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're visiting with uh, former starting outside linebacker on the 1988 Notre Dame National Championship, Daryl Flash Gordon. Flash, how are you today? I'm outstanding, Evan. How are you guys doing, Tim? It's good seeing you, you guys You again. too. You look great as oh, usual. Always oh, look good. I'm trying to keep up with you too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, look, look at this guy. Oh, I, you know? I know. That's a whole nother step <laughs> up. Man. That's because they started putting it online. So they had to dress up. But they didn't tell me. They didn't, tell <laughs> they didn't, they didn't give him the memo there. <laughs> Flash, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, always great to see you. Um, 
Notre Dame coming off a tough season last year, four and eight. You know, not the way you you, you want your season to go. Big sweeping changes in the offseason, new staff um, in a number of different areas. Brian Kelly's goal was to kind of recreate the culture of excellence and what he thought the standard was for players to live up to. Um, I know you had a chance. You, you've, I'm sure through the grapevine, you've heard some things, you've watched some practices. What's your general feel right now going into this uh, into this season? I know there's intrigue, I think, is the biggest yes, thing. There's absolutely. certainly some question marks. But what, what have you been hearing and what are your thoughts so far? You know, for me, um, Evan, it's always about preparation, right? So how are they preparing the team for success over the long haul? And I'm not sure if preparation was a priority uh, years past but it's interesting I, I was I was there doing some of their uh, spring training and they always huddled around this board right and on the and I was talking to miles and I said miles uh, what, what's why are you guys focusing on the board in the in the training room right where where they're doing their running and drill so well we we are being measured our success is being measured by the classroom success, conduct success, um, some of the work that we're doing as it relates to our workouts, going to the gym, all of those things we get points for. And depending on how we do in our perspective uh, group determines how well we're going to be doing. And those who fall at the bottom of the list find themselves running early in the morning, right? <laughs> so, you know, some of those traditional things were now, I said, well, didn't y'all do that years before? And they said, well, no, this is the first time. So the accountability system, I think, and, and they also do it as a group. So there's a group of eight of eight guys, and they have to score so high so that everybody has to go to class, everybody has to have no conduct issues, and so on and so forth. So there's some measurement pieces. Also, just talking with some of the players, I said, what's the difference in the in the in the uh, defense uh, from last year and this year? And I think one of the one of the the, the screaming differences is they say, you know. I feel like I can play this year. Mm -hmm. they're, they're letting me loose. They're letting me go after the quarterback or after the the running back, and and I don't have to think as much. So so for me, I'm thinking if you have a true athlete and, a, and an athlete has the ability to get to the quarterback, but but maybe in years past because of schemes, mentally they have to think through that process. Now you allow an athlete to be an athlete, and and I'm just interested to see if that's going to show itself today on on the field. The, the preparation aspect you spoke to, uh, Brian Kelly called those. They had SWAT teams, is what they were called. Yes, and each, yes. in each team, they had a leader of that team, that's right, and then that's they right. had guys that were they were accountable for. Um, because something that uh, that Kelly and his staff thought last year, there was a lack of leadership Absolutely. across the board. That you had you know three or four captains that were responsible for the whole team, and now what they've done is they've divided it up. You know, e each guy has their leader of a pack. That's right. And that's then there's right. a leader above them that's, that's the leader right. of that pack. That's right. And that's that right. accountability is 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 huge. And I think too also seeing uh, the data that they are it's it's driving and it's, that's right. And that's as a former athlete I'm sure you can appreciate it. you know you walk into the weight room now and it's gonna measure the force production right. that you're that, or how many reps you're doing. Hey how many did that guy do next that, to me? That, amen. <laughs> amen. So not now you but I but you know th that's something that's been occurring even at the high school level, mm -hmm. right? There's competition that you always try to infuse in, in a team. Wasn't present last year, the year before. So, so finally, kids are now realizing when I go to the gym, I, I got to push up 450 as opposed to right. 425 because because he just did it, right? So those are, in my in my opinion, you know, elementary opportunities for development and it seems like now we're 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 on the right track you give these athletes something more they're gonna it's, it's amen. amen how high am I, how high can i jump <laughs> I how go, far can i run we, we just put golf and, and a bunch of other football players you know we all play together but you know someone hits 250 someone's gonna hit 270 right so on and so forth but. hey flash you guys were talking about accountability and leadership and we know you've gone on to do a lot of great things in your life and you got a lot of foundation set at Notre Dame, yeah. but you know, you're, you're still the chief executive officer of the Wernley Children's Home. Give us a real quick synopsis on...
promote every year before you head out? Well, well, you know, we just finished a $10 million campaign. Um, our donors, our friends of Notre Dame has been so supportive of the work that we're doing in Richmond, Indiana. We're covering the state of Indiana in dividing, providing uh, therapeutic treatment for young men and young women that have been abused, neglected, or abandoned. So they reside on our campus for about a year period of time. Uh, so in Indiana and Ohio areas where we receive most of our kids, and we have about a, uh, 200, 200 staff that works aggressively from therapists to psychologists that work aggressively in helping them transition back into their community. So, you know, we also um, are, are, are operating through fundraising as well. So that's a, that's a key component sure. um, as well as um, state funding. But, but we have a major event in September, September 11th where we, we have a catalyst for change. So the last three years been Montana. Right. And, and uh, the year before, we had uh, Mike Golick last year. We raised about $600,000. So who do we got this year? Nick Sparks will be our, oh, our, our national uh, awardee this year. So um, um, And uh, Alan Pickett will be our MC. So it's going to be an unbelievable event. We think it will be sold out right there in Richmond, Indiana. We love to see our Notre Dame family come and be part of the event on uh, September 21st. You can just give us a call and uh, at Warren Lee Children's Home. W-E-R-N-L-E. Uh, our number is 765-966-2506. And, um, and just ask for our development department and um, buy tickets, be a sponsor. Um, just continue to help us do the work that we're doing to try to transform the lives of young men and women around the country. How about that website again so people can get uh, more information? The, the wor website is Warnley, uh, W-E-R. NLE.org, Morley.org, and our contact number is 765 966 2506. You can call our office and, um, and ask for our development department, and they can put you in contact with you know, being a sponsor or buying a table or just bring, bring your, your wife or your, your daughter or your son. Uh, uh, but it, it should be a well uh, thought through event. Thanks, thanks again for everything you're doing. Thanks for stopping by and being a good friend of the show. We well, appreciate Tim, it. Well, Tim, you and Evan, y'all do a fabulous job. I always enjoy coming and talking to you guys. So Thank continue you. the great work you're doing. Thank you. Have fun. Go grab some barbecue. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Take care, guys. Thanks. Well, this, Tim, this season is, is dedicated to Era Parsegian. Um, the team's going to be wearing, uh, is going to have Era on their helmets. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, each show, we're going to dedicate a portion of the show to, to former players and people yeah. that, and, and we had them on our show a couple years ago, and man, it was, you know, it was an an awesome experience we did a, a, a call in and i'll tell you what you know it was it was he was i think he i i sometimes have a difficult time remembering what i had to eat the, the day before he was 91 remembering yeah and and he's telling me what what uh you know where the sun was in the sky and, yeah. and uh he had the, the name, temperature the name the, the play. name of the official the play everything that happened <laughs> in that big usc uh loss and stuff you know and I've been fortunate doing the show for 19 years that I've been able to talk to him in person at, at different locations, and we've had it. He's such a good friend of the show. So, yeah, we thought together it would be a great idea that if every show, if, if we could find a player or two that had uh, played under him to give us their thoughts and everything. And we're honored to have, and, and I apologize to Tom on the phone the other day. Uh, Tom knew my dad. I've known him for years. He's been here locally that I've never called him in all these years. But <laughs> we have a member of the 1973 National Championship team, local standout at Michigan. Walk a Marion and everything too. Tom Creepy, thanks, Tom, so much for coming on the show. I appreciate being here. Thanks Big win for, for the Marion Knights last night. Big huh? one in the 50-year Holy War. Four in a row. Four in a row. <laughs> Big night. So congratulations to Reggie Gantlon, who's going into the Indiana Football Hall of Fame uh, in 2018. So, well, Tom, we appreciate you being here. Um, you know, first off, any any story come to mind right away of, of Coach, and you know, maybe one that kind of encapsulates. 
him as a person, him as a coach, something that would, would you'd reminisce with? Well, you never know how good you had it. Uh, you, you never know when you're around greatness. And uh, little did we know when we came to Notre Dame that I think we had the greatest coach humanitarian ever. I mean, this guy coached and won a couple national championships. And then after coaching, after he retired from coaching at 52 years old, imagine that, he uh, went into philanthropy to raise money for Neiman Pitt and raised a ton of money in doing that. To uh, uh, His family was afflicted. He went through, you know, personal tragedy within his family. And just an amazing man. Uh, I mean... The epitome of greatness, uh, and I was just privileged to have the opportunity to play for him. Tom, when you were recruited from Mishawaka, Marion, was I mean, was Notre Dame a place that you wanted to go? Can you t- take us through the recruiting process? Was Era part of the recruiting process? Era was part of the recruiting process. Uh, uh, my father went to Notre Dame and played for Frank Leahy. Uh, he was a backup quarterback and a kicker behind Angelo Bertelli, who won the Heisman Trophy. Wow. Uh, and I always loved Notre Dame. There was never any doubt where I'd go if I had the opportunity. But uh, I was personally recruited by ERA and spent a lot of time with him uh, at Eddie's Restaurant, among all Eddie's, places. I remember and, Eddie's uh, quite vividly. He, he took us out to dinner, my, uh, my mother and father and myself. And uh, uh, my mom and he kind of... Uh, had similar backgrounds, Mediterranean food. They're, they're, uh-huh. My mother's Lebanese and he's Armenian, and uh, Mediterranean food was the topic, and uh, that that clicked between them, and uh, there was really never any doubt where I'd be going. Well, Notre Dame's going to run out today. They're going to have air on the helmets. What's what's that going to be like with us to, to, to see, you know, the team dedicating the season to him this year? Well, he, you know, he was always about the four E's. He taught, taught us to, about effort, plus enthusiasm, plus execution equals excellence. And he always stressed that. That was a big takeaway that our, our players uh, learned from ERA. And uh, I think if, if the Irish come out and do those three things, they will be excellent. Um, or at least very good. I mean, uh, you always strive to be perfect and excellent, but somewhere along the line maybe you can turn out very good. And... Uh, uh, he, he, he preached a day-to-day process, and uh, I think it's a great tribute to him having uh, air on the helmets today. From the Ivy Court Inn and Suites, this is WSBT's Game Day. We're joined by a member of the 1973 National Championship Notre Dame team, Tom Creevy. Let's talk about that. I heard you talk one time or read an article about how the catalyst for that championship team was set in that devastating Lost, which I remember watching against Nebraska in the previous year. Um, expand on that for me a little bit, would you, please? Well, it's another tribute to Era's greatness. I, I, we probably didn't deserve to be playing in the Orange Bowl in 1970. It was also 1973, New Year's Day. Uh, we were defeated by Nebraska, 40 to six, and uh, it was there in the locker room after the game that Era told us. You know, we're going to get better from this. He said, we're going to rise from the ashes. And uh, we went through a very difficult, uh, you know, six months to get to spring practice. And uh, it it was a brutal spring practice. 
and we what, saw what were those practices like we saw all the recruits coming in i mean they, they were like parachuting out of planes um and we had great recruits coming in that year ross browner willie fry luther bradley al hunter i oh, mean wow. a, a great crowd coming in and that blended very well with an older team that we had a group of seniors that have been around and kicked around for a few years and uh we decided to make something out of ourselves so uh we we forged a you know a good bond uh during the spring practice uh there was hitting every day i mean it was it was a tough spring practice and we didn't have any practices in shorts or any of that kind of stuff but era you know wanted to see what we were made of and he kind of changed the the philosophy of our defense we went from a four-man front to a, a five-man front with uh, linebacker types and defensive end types we had in the past and that's what you were defensive end correct because you came out right. of high school as a quarterback right. learn to play other on scholarships or there was a different uh, calculation then but uh, you learn to play other positions because uh, you know only one guy can play quarterback for Notre Dame or two guys as a backup so uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to play uh, with Ross Browner and uh, um, played enough my senior year to earn a monogram and uh, contribute in the national championship game so we're talking to Tom Krieger now. Tom, um, I'm interested kind of from a, a day-to-day basis in these practices. Um, Era's personality. Um, you talked about the, the four E's in, a, in trying to achieve that excellence and the fourth, the fourth E being excellence. Was there a process leading up even, you know, through game week, you know, what, what you're doing on maybe a Monday or a Tuesday, um, and then, you know, culminating with a victory? What, what, did, what did that process look like um, from his perspective on a day-to-day basis in practice? He was always on in the tower. Uh, the tower uh, it was an elevation uh, of about 30, 40 feet above the practice field. The offense was on one side, the defense was on the other, um, and ones and twos ran against the scout team. And uh, you were always in era's eye he saw every mistake everybody made he was an amazing he was amazing in that aspect and uh uh he just uh, he understood every position uh he knew what everybody did on every play and he knew if you were doing your job or not and uh he kept the pressure on um the coaches kept us at a fast pace i mean ones would run a play twos would run a play and we'd be breaking the huddle and, and continuous and uh, so uh, he was he was deeply ingrained in practice he re- he knew all our drills he knew everybody what everybody was doing he competed with the kickers uh, himself uh, he always put the pressure on Bob Thomas and uh, challenged him to different kinds of kicking um, uh, competitions so he, he was just you know a player's coach so, real, I'm sorry. 
Did he call out names from the uh, tower? He called out names. So was that, was that like the he, voice of God coming, he, <laughs> coming from the clouds? He was very specific. <laughs> and, and yes, it was. Okay. Yes, it was. And uh, the minute you didn't think he was watching, he was watching. Tom, before we let you go, um, you mentioned, you know, sometimes you don't realize greatness when you have it. What's, what's maybe one thing that you'll miss the most about not having a coach around? Living in South Bend, I got had the opportunity to visit with Eric quite a bit. I do a lot of work for the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, and we had two of his staff members, uh, Brian Bulak and Tom Pagna, inducted into the Indiana Football Hall of Fame. And the guy that always presented them was Eric. Um, the last uh, time the team had an opportunity with him was our 40-year reunion. He was 90 years old. He got up to the podium and spoke without any notes for 25 minutes. And afterwards, he says, I'll see you in 10 years. He slapped the podium, <laughs> and here's a 90-year-old guy telling us he's going to see us in 10 years. So uh, how could you not love a coach like that? I think he was one of those that I don't think we ever thought he was going to die. No. You it, know, it, you know it, a, lot time, of the players, a lot of the players said that. it was yeah. When they came to South Bend for a game, They'd always look up Era or find Era. Right. You know, he'd be available the night before or something. And, you know, we're all going to miss that. So. Well, Tom, again, appreciate you stopping by. It's been a pleasure. Can we get a score prediction today? 42-14. All right. 42-14. I think a lot of I think a lot I'm of assuming Irish that's Notre Dame, like that. right? Well, that's that's Notre Dame. <laughs> that's Notre Dame. I'm excited for the season. A perfect day. Another perfect day in South Bend, Indiana. Great. Well, we're hoping for that victory, old Tom. Thanks Thank for having me. Take care. When we come back, we will finish up the show, and uh, we'll get you all ready for uh, kickoff for Notre Dame today, 3.30, to start the 2017 season. You are listening to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. You know, he, uh, he never lost um, his uh, ability to, uh, you know, stay in touch in, in whatever form he could, even at, uh, you know, uh, 94 years old, uh, whether it was through uh, communication with uh, Katie or somebody uh, close to his family. Uh, he wanted to make sure that he was, he was watching over you, if you will. And um, just like Our Lady watches over Notre Dame, it seemed as though uh, Coach Parsegian was always watching over Notre Dame football in good times and in bad. Welcome back to the Game Day Show with Evan Sharpley on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, 9.60 AM, WSBT. I'm your host, Evan Sharpley, along with my producer, Tim Growl. We are brought to you by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Hearth and Home, Kurt Outdoor Living, LKQ, Pick Your Part, and Zolman's Tire and Auto. Tim, it's always great to hear stories about Coach Coach uh, Barcini. You know, yeah, I just love it. We, we won't get enough of it. Tell you, we'll, we'll keep trying that every every uh, week, and uh, we'll hear things we've never heard. We might hear them a couple over again, but it doesn't make a difference. Well, Tim, we're out here again at Ivy Court Inn and Suites, and we have General Manager Jessica. Jessica. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, it's great it's to so see you. It's so good to see you. Let us know what, what's going on here today. It's a beautiful day it here at Ivy Court. Isn't it gorgeous? Um, so we have a full house tonight, ready for the first home game. Super excited about it. Glad you guys are here. Glad Fishers is here. Um, we're having big, big crowds next week. Looking forward to that. But uh, Yeah, Georgia's going to be pretty crazy, huh? It's going to be so fun. Is there is there any availability left throughout the season? And if so, where could people get that information? There is. Um, so we're still selling rooms for Wake Forest, okay. NC State, and Navy. 
and they can call us at 574-277-6500 and I'd be happy to take care of them. Awesome. Anything else that people need to know? Go get, over, get over here, right? Get over There's, here. We've got, barbecue, we've got barbecue going on. Yeah, we got a great tailgate going on. Lots of great atmosphere. People all over the place. Get down here. Well, Jessica, we appreciate you stopping by. And we'll Thanks, have Jessica. you on throughout the season. If anything else, again, check out the website, Ivy Court and Suites. And one more time, what was the number? 574-277-6500. All right, Jessica, thank you. Thanks, guys. Helping with our online access for today's broadcast is Hotspot Wi-Fi Pods. To ensure everyone and everything is important to you, make sure you give Tim Growl, our state, our state Farm agent and game day producer, a call at 232-9981. Hey, well, it's time for your keys to ensure an Irish victory, so... What do you got for us today, partner? Well, I've got three keys uh, for you today, and I and I do think Notre Dame is going to win. Um, obviously, you're you're trying to bounce back from a rough season. I want to see them start fast, come out swinging. I think both both offensively and defensively, especially from the offensive side, you know, get get after it. Take some shots down the field. You have a first year starting quarterback, but a veteran offensive line. I think on paper, which of course these games are never played on paper, Notre Dame should win. All right. Um, so with, with that in mind, you know, I think they need to go out there. Temple's going to come in, and if you smack them in the face early, you, especially an opponent that's coming into a, um, into a, a foreign stadium, it's going to set the tone early. So that's, that's kind of my number one thing that I'm going to be looking at is how is that battle at the line of scrimmage going in the first couple of drives? That Notre Dame offensive line versus a Temple defensive line that's depleted from last year, and then vice versa. What is this new look? Notre Dame defensive line going to do against um, a somewhat experienced Temple offensive line, but a quarterback situation right now that frankly is a mess. And if we're looking specifically at what Notre Dame's defense needs to do, they got to stop the run. You have two very talented running backs on the Temple Owl team. Um, one guy who rushed for nearly 1,000 yards last year in, in, in his back. Um, so if Notre Dame is able to stop the run force, right now we're hearing from, from head coach Jeff Collins of the Temple Owls that there could be up to three or four quarterbacks playing. That's, not a, that's obviously not a great situation. Notre Dame fans can attest to that last year when there were two guys playing. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. If you have three or four quarterbacks, what does that say? So if, if Notre Dame can force Temple out of their run-first mentality, they do have some great receivers, but they don't have they're in trouble. And my last key to the game here offensively, again, set the tone with the offensive line. I, I, I talked about starting fast um, and then capitalize on some explosive play-action passing. I think Notre Dame's going to be able to run the football. You're going to see three running backs in Josh Adams, Dexter Williams, and Tony Jones Jr. Um, that's going to take some pressure off a of first-year starting quarterback. And this is his first start in Notre Dame Stadium, Brandon Wimbush. Hasn't, played, um, hasn't started in three, three years, That's right. right. Last <laughs> time he started, uh, state, state championship yeah. game. Uh, but he's a great kid. Uh, head on his shoulders. Uh, was able to spend some time with him and, and do some work with him last summer at our facility. So expecting big things out of him, I think he's going to have an efficient day. We're going to finish with a 37-17 Irish victory. All right, let's bank on it. This has been Game Day with Evan Sharpley. We want to thank our guests Ryan Harris, Tom Creevy, Bob Crable, and Flash Gordon for joining us on today's show. Thanks to Jessica and the great staff here at the Ivy Court Inn. There's still time to stop by and come get some Fisher's Barbecue. Thanks a lot, Rob. Anyway, shout out to studio board operator Matt Embry, our on-site engineer Bob Henning, as well as Mike Waterhouse from Promotions, and our local sales director Christian Carlson. Please join us next week for the Georgia game. We'll be on at 3 p.m. with former All-Americans Tom Gatewood and Walt Potalski and various players from the Lou Holtz team. Continuing coverage continues with Darren, Eric, and Sean with analysis on Budweiser's game day sports beat, followed by the official Notre Dame pregame show. Then it's Don Creaky and Alan Pinkett with the call. 
Stay tuned after the game with Darren Pritchett with the official post-game show. Darren and Reggie will discuss and analyze the game. All this on your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 FM, WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 